You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Uh, we have a special show today. We'll be a little bit on the shorter side, but we have some announcements. Uh, so stick around uh, if you are if you are out there, and uh, we will get to them at the end. We have some big, uh, exciting changes for the show coming um, that I think will give us a, a better quality product um, outside of one of the announcements, which is just sad. But we will get to that in a moment. Uh, there's some good foreshadowing for you. I'm going to Tarantino. <laughs> let's back it up. And we're going to get to the beginning of this. Uh, we're going to talk about the insurrection a little bit today or whatever you feel like calling January 6, 2021. Um, people have different names for it. Uh, everybody basically knows what it was. There was a group of heavily, uh, they came actually from a Trump rally. And then, of course, more were added as things got called in. If you listen to the main We're Libertarian show, we actually had uh, a couple of listeners give us never-before-seen footage on the show. And we had uh, some first perspectives there. Uh, of course, now, if you're listening to the show, you are probably not a Trump diehard. But when people, when you live in the D.C. area... And uh, hi, Ron. Hi, Ron Milford. Uh, when, when, if you live in the DC area and people area. say, hey, get here because something big's going on, then you say, yeah, I'll show up and see what's going on. And um, uh, yeah, it, it was, it turned out. So, what, what initially was a rally that was protesting the, I would base it loosely on a stolen, saying that the, the election was stolen. Um, and then that rally went to the Capitol building, uh, not the white house, uh, the Capitol building and, uh, invaded the halls. Uh, some Congress folks were still in there. Some locked themselves in restrooms. Some escaped through tunnels. Um, yeah. So there is, there was a lot of, uh, there was a pipe bomb that was found at the DNC, um, that I guess, didn't go off or was non-functional, but it did exist. And it's important to talk about there too. Um, several, the FBI went heavy on uh, trying to get everybody involved. And it was not a small amount of people. If you see the thumbnail for the, this episode, I just have the, the pictures on one of the stairs and there's hundreds of people. And it's it's been everybody. I mean, it's funny because, you know, most of them are, of course, nobodies but a lot of them happen to be actors that have lost their jobs because of it and uh you know small scale local politicians that you know now they're facing arrest because of it uh there were people who stole property there people who posed for pictures <coughs> uh the trump shaman was a longtime favorite QAnon presence of mine he's the guy with if you see him the face paint and the buffalo hat um Maybe a bison hat. Sorry to be on PC. I, I don't know what was skinned in the making of his hat, but he kind of became probably a uh, lot of ocean plastic. But anyway, yeah. 
so basically just just to get a couple of definitions going for us here because and I'm, I'm i don't plan on this beat we we're here to just talk about the events and not i don't want to get bogged down too much on definitions but so much of this the arguments have become about definitions um and you know whatever you call it if you call it it kind of tilts your hand into what you feel happened that day you know um so a riot is is defined as a violent disturbance of the peace by a crowd. A protest is a statement or action expressing disapproval or an objection to something. And an insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government. Um, you know, Brian, let's start with you. What are your feelings generally on January 6th? How do you refer to it? What are your thoughts? I refer to it as the lamest Revolutionary War reenactment ever taken place <laughs> on this, in this country. Um, and, and if if it's you know if it's an insurrection that's a political statement, that's pretty loose. I mean, we can say a lot of things are then a uh, you know a political statement, a violent political statement. You could start. Pointing to the riots the year before, you can start pointing to a lot of other things that were political in nature, um, but I don't hear anyone calling them insurrection. Now, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of idiots out there, some of them pretty armed, but surprisingly, the number of people that were, quote, the, especially the most recent ones that were indicted for um, sedition, um, they were actually very careful. They did not bring, quote unquote, well, they did not bring firearms onto the Capitol. Uh, they definitely probably brought bottles, sticks, other th sorts of things that are called in the indictment uh, of what they did and track their movements. But if you read through the indictment, especially for these guys, uh, for seditious conspiracy, this, this is a, as I said, a glorified uh thinking that they're Thomas Jefferson, the, the 2021 version of Thomas Jefferson, trying to go in and overthrow the government. And they got inside. They didn't do anything. And then they went out to Denny's afterwards and had celebratory dinner. So <laughs> I, right. it's, it's in the, they didn't go to Denny's. I don't know which restaurant, but I'm just guessing. It's, in the, it's, in the, it's actually in the indictment. They went and celebrated. Now you have to understand the whole month and a half changed before this we're going to go down there. We're going to storm. We're going to take back the government. Blah, 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 blah. And literally they got inside. They took pictures. A couple of them got maced. They went outside and then they went to dinner. So I, I, I have a hard time calling it an insurrection. Can you say conspiracy? Definitely. There's a lot of things from the signal chat, which I'm guessing was handed over to them as one of our friends of the show pointed out, saying that they were probably showing off pictures of their grandkids and the FBI said, hey, let me look at that. Okay, thanks. I'm going to take the phone now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, basically just, it, it's terrible. Will, will I call it an insurrection? Just like what I said, most of these riots were over the summer and things like that. 90% of the people, you know, I'd say 90% of the people are there to be like, woo, look at us. 5% are there for because they really want change and 5% are there because they want to break crap. And so we've got probably that five, per, those two 5% groups overlapping with these 11 yokels that got indicted. Um, are there going to be more? Yes. Um, are there going to be people that are going to get the book thrown at them for everything? Yeah, probably. Uh, is it deserving? Well, 
I, I think it's a little hard to sit there and indict the person that got wheeled into the Capitol saying that they were trying to commit sedition if they're in a wheelchair being put into the, that. That's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, you can make the case. And this is the problem with a lot of federal laws. So again, if you're, if you're trying re, uh, revolutionary war reenactments, don't look up these guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's how not to do a revolution. Uh, Lou, uh, give us your thoughts on the, the situation. Um, I'm kind of in agreement. I mean, it really was just bad LARPing. Like, if you've ever been to any, like, Ren fairs, or it, I mean, it was just awful, like, laughable LARPing. Um, if they would have had foam swords, it would have made it perfect. But anyway, right, exactly. Like, it was so... Uh, Monty Python ish. Like, <laughs> I really was waiting for the dudes with the Monty Python's shit. revolution. <laughs> no, no, Benny Hill, because then you start yes. the Benny Hill music, you speed up a little bit. Yeah, is going in the background. <laughs> it's so over the top. And like, it's one of those things where it's, I, I find it really funny because on the left, you hear people like, that wasn't an insurrection. It was so stupid. Unless they like want to charge them, then it's, you know, insurrection. And on the right, they're like, well, it wasn't really an insurrection. It was just a demonstration. I'm like, yeah, but if you would have actually overtook the Capitol, like you would be calling it an insurrection too. And patting yourself on the back for it. Like it, it was just a complete dud. Like, and everyone looked really dumb for it. On all sides, you know, you've got some people working in the Capitol who I think in some ways overreacted in other ways they didn't know. So, like, they didn't know what they were reacting to. So there was some genuine fear. But in a lot of ways, it's kind of like, uh, is, is the guy in the wheelchair really going to, like, it just it didn't make sense to me. It was like a bunch of old people and. I don't know. It was stupid and a waste of time for everybody. It was funny to watch. Um, and then the one really interesting thing was, to me, there really was a, you know, glaring, like, social commentary on the difference between the right and the left was when Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. Um, because had this, you know, I, I find it really interesting she was told several times, you need to stop, don't breach this area, what have you. And she broke through the window and was shot and killed by security or police. Or I, I think it was security. I don't it know. It was Secret Service, I believe. Secret and Service, I believe yeah. they identified themselves as Secret Service. If Secret Service is pointing a service, weapon, a service revolver at you or something. Right. Like yeah, they have the right to shoot you. So Yeah, absolutely. And I find it so funny because, you know, you turn around. We recently talked about the um, Ahmaud Arbery case. And, people, oh, yeah, it was a justified shooting. And it's like, but Ashley Babbitt wasn't. So, like, I just, the compare and contrast between left and right on that topic is was so brought to light with Ashley Babbitt. And it... It's sad anybody had to lose their life, and I hate to say it, but it was kind of laughable in the sense that, like, at the commentary, the commentary coming out of the right was laughable um, for all these, you know, law and order righties. 
you know. But the entire thing was stupid. It really did nothing but make them look dumb. And if you continued to follow the insanity of the QAnon crowd since then, it's only gotten weirder. Now, aren't they, like, camped out in Dallas waiting for the return of JFK? And like, No. Oh, my God. Like, no. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, they're literally, what? there's a group of them. Wasn't it RFK? Waiting for yeah. the return of JFK. Literally. I thought it was RFK. They were waiting uh, back for it. I don't know. I don't know. Google that. No, that is that is a QAnon thing that like it is it's gonna show up at convention, right? RFK convention. I mean, I can just Google this. It's a but yeah, it's a real like there was I was reading recently oh, there was a lady there that you know her family was worried about her and she's left her husband and kids JFK to go Jr. wait for the return. JFK Jr. Yes, thank yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah, and told her family she wasn't coming back until it happened. I I, I want to go to these people and say, uh, remember that comment we had back in like the early late nineties, the Hale Bop one. Uh, right? Are you guys all wearing the same like Reebok right. outfit? Like, <laughs> if so, you we've seen this movie before. So right, it's and I I was unaware until now that mental illness was contagious. Oh, oh, if anything, COVID has proven that it is. <laughs> it's just oh. the entire thing. And from beginning to end, it has made me take anything and everything a Republican has to say as laughable. I just, it's silly. The whole thing is silly. Um, well, thank you, Bill, for your thoughts. I, I, I regret to say that my thoughts weren't like as. Like, <laughs> funny i guess like because it is it like part of it is hilarious because like it was so you weren't even close like even if you storm the capital it's not like that's it's it's not like the government is contained there right it's not like and part of it when you thought the election was stolen i was like well you're better off breaking into where they keep the ballots which at the time was you know there were places in georgia and arizona and so and i'm like if you really think it was stolen break into the right place, you know? All this is going to do is make people look at you like you're a bunch of losers. Now, there are a couple issues that I have here. Um, one is that the biggest problem that I have is, is there was a moment when Donald Trump Jr. was, uh, I believe it was Donald Trump, was it Eric Trump? It was one of the Trumps, a Trumper person got up in front of everybody and was talking about how BLM did all these violent things and people were booing and all this. And then they were like, but we need to learn to protest. Like, like we need to protest like them. And that when he was clearly referencing the violence and then said like it, like we can't do this, like peaceful sit on the sides and just ask for what we want anymore. It made people feel like they had to do something right. Like it gets you stirred up. You know, I think for me watching it, when you say, look at these guys, they're out there in the streets committing violence and they're getting stuff done and we're just over here whining. We need to change. Okay. But unfortunately that's going to, you are, you are not responsible for the actions of other people. I, I understand. And I think this was where I, I fall kind of the reason I'm middle ground on this is on one hand, I recognize that that's an abhorrent thing to call for. And a dumb person will commit violence based on the dumb things that you say, even if you didn't call them to do it. Now, are they directly responsible or legally responsible for it? I would say probably not. 
um, there was never an investig like an official investigation into it. It was a big deal, right? They were like, eh, I don't think Trump actually organized this thing. I knew he organized this thing. And leaks have come through and everything like that. And and frankly, and I'm aware that because there wasn't an official investigation, I can't know for sure. But the best evidence I've seen has always been a bunch of like nothing burgers. Like they'll always be like, you won't believe what Sean Hannity knew when he knew it. And then like they show this text of somebody being like people are just charging the capital and sean Hannity's like oh my gosh that's terrible and you're like all right so wh what am i supposed to be amazed by here like was there there is rumors that there was that this was a and and maybe some of the protesters indeed have it in mind that they were going to do this to say we're going to take these guys and get them over here i don't know that it was orchestrated by any one individual i think a lot of the people that we want to be implicated I think it's probably more people like the Trump shaman than Trump that actually instigated this thing. So that's kind of like my middle ground take on it. Now, that being said, depending on how you view it, there were between five and seven people that actually died because of this. Now, Ashley Babbitt is the famous one because she was going through the window and somebody shot her. Um, I guess security shot her while she was going through the window. Um, there was three self-inflicted wounds. And uh, there was Kevin Greeson who died of a heart attack yep. um, on, on the sidewalk. And I mean, they said heart attack. There was Roseanne Boyland who got crushed in the stampede. And there was Benjamin Phillips who died of a stroke. Um, how much of that was related to it? Again, heart attack, stroke. I mean, it probably wouldn't have happened if you were in the middle of a bunch of exciting things happening. And maybe if, Doctors could have got you on time instead of, you know, being surrounded. Getting crushed, I'd say, is pretty directly responsible. But then after that, there were the police officers. There actually was one who was attacked by rioters, um, Brian Sicknick, and he did die. He died on January 7th. He died the following day. And there were two officers that actually uh, committed suicide uh, mm -hmm. after the events. Um, now, <clears throat> that's a lot of needless deaths by a lot of different people that you want. I think one of the things about a leader is we talk a lot on this show and in Liberty movements about what makes you technically responsible for something. And really that list is going to be very small, but the evidence of a good leader is somebody who wants more responsibility, who says, I want to be more, more responsible. I give it to me. I want to take responsibility I'll take the punishment if it's bad. I'll take the credit if it's good. And that's just something that we want people to be aggressive like that if they're in leadership positions. I don't want somebody who's constantly saying they're not technically responsible for stuff because I'm aware that list is very short, right? What you were technically responsible for your like in life is, I mean, it doesn't even include your own self upkeep. You can let yourself starve to death. There's no, who cares, right? Like you, you're not even responsible for keeping yourself alive. You know, I think if you're a parent, you're probably responsible for keeping your kids alive. But again, these are very, this is a very short list of things that you're technically responsible for. But when I don't find that great leadership, and this is, believe me, this problem is continued with Biden as well, but is when they take something that's a problem and they just shrug it off and say, I'm not responsible for this. I'm not responsible for that. I think when, you know, when Trump said what he said about, you know, calling it the China virus, and people went out and committed violence against Asian Americans, you might not technically be responsible, but it requires a level of intellect and leadership to say, 
you know what? I'm aware that when I said this, people like dumb people, and I grant that they're dumb, took this as, as like, hey, go commit violence against Asian Americans. But dumb people exist. You don't, we're not free in a world where you get to be public and be free of dumb people. If you're on social media, you are inundated with dumb, dumb people. You are surrounded by them. And they will act based on stupid things and things that they kind of hear. And there are times that I've had self-checks before. I had a friend. Um, I actually uh, was <laughs> I, I received a telephone interview with the FBI because of it, because I was friends with him. And he ended up se selling weapons to um, to to uh, uh, a very a, a terrorist organization. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, I didn't know anything of it. Those of you who know me know, and you probably heard me advocate on the show. I am pure peaceful protest. I'm all in on pacifism. Um, I think that if you are violent and you lose, your side just looks dumb forever. And I think that it's just one of those, uh, you might be justified. It might be some, it's a discussion I do want to have one of these days where we talk about pacifism. But one of these days could be a while. Um, and, and so just a snapshot of my views, I'm, I'm all about peace and stuff like that, but I'm aware that I also share a lot of things that are very anti-governments, anti-establishment. And part of me was like, you know what? I probably could do a better job saying like, Hey, I'm against these things, but please don't shoot them. Please don't sell guns to them. And I want everybody to know that. And so like, I think for me, and not that I'm a great leader, but even if I say I'm not responsible for this kid trying to sell weapons to terrorists, I can at least take responsibility and say, you know what, If just in case this was something that happened, I'm going to change the way I speak a little bit. Instead of inspiring, inciting people to anger of some kind, I'd, I'd rather inspire them to, to peace. So I want to make sure to kind of weave those things together. It's one of those things that made Martin Luther King Jr. a lot better at this than I am, but I'm a small-time podcast host, and he's Martin Luther King friggin' Jr., so that's why that's why he's so great at what he does. So when these people die, you got to take some responsibility if you want to be a leader is the, is the short way of saying what I managed to just say in a very, very long way. Now, was this an insurrection, protest, riot? Um, I Brian, I can't believe you said it, but I was actually going to get into the sedition part of this. It probably is more close to that, you know, for those who are involved in anything else. Because sedition is the act of wanting to, it's actually what they executed Jesus on, wanting to replace a king with another king. And they were like, well, Jesus wanted to be king. That's why there was so much discussion in the Bible about like, are you a king? And he's like, well, you know, of, of not of this world and pilots will think, well, that's not sedition. You know, like that, that's a dumb argument, right? So were these people trying to replace their, this leader with another leader? At the time, Trump was still the leader. They just wanted to keep him the leader for longer. Um, I think it's hard to doubt that that's what they wanted to do. And so I find that there's a little bit of, there's elements in all four of them. He was, was it a riot? Was it a protest? Was it an insurrection? Yeah, probably all of these things. Now, was it very good? No, it's certainly not one that like you want modeling, you know, and, and this is where the jokes come in. Like this did nothing. This accomplished nothing. You got in a lot of trouble. You felt stupid if you were a part of it. Um, I love how initially they were like, this must be Black Lives Matter or and this was Antifa. That's what it was claiming, you know, protect, putting on Trump hats and trying to make us look bad, you know, <laughs> and then you find out it's the people that came from the Trump rally. And you're like, well, now I feel well, extra stupid because I said these people were trying to make us look bad, but they actually are us. Um, 
Yeah. It, uh, it, there's yeah. there's also the theory that uh, he's that that the FBI was setting him up through Ray Epps, but that's a different story. So, did you hear about that? That what? Ray Epps. <coughs> Ray Epps was caught on video several times, including the night before, telling people in the in the crowd that was that were there for Trump, saying we need to go inside the Capitol. And the funny thing is, somebody was recording it, and they're all like, "No, no, 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 no!" And they all start chanting, "Fed, Fed, Fed, Fed!" And oh it was my like, gosh. "Yeah, it was like, mm, yeah." They, they, I mean, so I don't think there was like this. This, he, I think he was really trying to push him to do it. But the thing is that there's been no conversation about him. They, uh, Rand Paul and a couple of uh, crews tried to ask the FBI about it but they said it was an ongoing investigation and they couldn't comment so i have a feeling we won't hear a damn word about it until after the 2022 midterms so um but sorry hody i i just wanted to chime in on that you're one. good i i think i'd pretty much run out of steam that was about all i wanted to say about it i uh um i i don't i am sympathetic to people who want to overthrow the government Vi violent or otherwise because i dislike the government uh, I don't think that that's any surprise to to many of us here. But how you go about things matters. And there is a there is an element of it that said that you need to understand. I think libertarians are very gifted on what the philosophy is. I think where we could use a little bit of work is developing a strategy. And kind of unifying around that strategy and saying, this is how we're going to go about it. You know, I think it's not just being peaceful, but employing an action that is peaceful, you know, and it's not just sitting at your computer and, hey, at least I didn't punch anybody in the face today. That's a great minimum, right? Like, that's the nap. That's a good minimum to have. But there's a lot that you can do with pieces of foundation, you know pacifism is not pacifism it's not letting whatever you want like whatever happens and just say like well at least i wasn't a part of it you know there's demonstrations to be made for doing something right that just don't happen to be violent and so the the issue here is and there is a lot of libertarians that i think we have seen them that tend to feel positive feelings about the events of january 6th and like that it was a good attempt or that it was hey at least the people are inspired enough to do something about it or at least they're targeting government buildings, which isn't a target. And so that, you know, as long as it's not a target super center, like that's a pretty good thing. You know, it's like, well, but if you don't do it for the right reasons and you don't do it in the right way, you're going to end up looking bad in the long run. And, and the last year has not been kind to that position. I'm, I'm sorry to if you are a libertarian who is trying to defend January 6th, it. History is not looking good for you. I know it's only been a year, but so far, not good, you know, and, and because there are there are things to protest that are great, but we need to. We need to take care of those um, and address those and, and, and modify our forms of protest to be better and be more effective. This makes you look bad. This is a step back for attacking the government buildings, for example. So if libertarians had a good like now, if you were to invade the government building, and say, but we did it for a good reason. We did it because of all the victimless crimes or because of all the war. You're going to be marked with January 6th, right? And so you're going to have to try to overcome that. These people have ruined it for you, as opposed to setting a foundation for something to do in the future. 
they've set up, they've set up, they've kind of taken something off of the table. You can't do that anymore. Um, anybody else, any January, January 6th related thoughts? I, I uh, appreciate your, your thoughts about Ray Epps there. I, I found there's so much rumors of this and rumors of that and text message of this. And as I was studying for the show, I tried to go through them all. <clears throat> and it's hard to say what's real and what's not, no. but um, it, it is interesting to see, to see how, the people that are involved, because sometimes it's like, why were you there? You know, no. like you 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 were a perfect you you were a lawyer, you had a six-figure job, like you had no reason to do this. <laughs> these these people and I can understand being caught up in the moment. There's probably a lot of people in the Black Lives Matter riots and actually any riot really whatsoever. You know, hey, you know what? They're they're making a good point, and yeah, we need to smash the system. We need to smash the system, and smashing it means tearing up this Starbucks or or whatever it is. I understand there are people that crop in the more moment. Um, but that's where, that's why, you know, riots are full of, of stupid people. Riots, rioters are, are stupid. They follow along. They were just like groups of people. They do stupid things in, in mass with no idea if they're doing something right or wrong, just everybody else is doing it. So, I mean, just looking at one six, you're, you're absolutely correct. Hody, uh, any sort of violence on the Capitol, which, I'm not for violence in almost every circumstance. I mean, right. you know, I, I'm more of a change it from within than than try to get from without. Because I will say Biden is correct. If we ever had a real hardcore insurrection type of thing, they do have nukes. So um, it makes it a little, you know, if worst case scenario, they're going to lose the, the lose the farm and they know where we're all living. Guess what? But um, right. I mean, it's like we don't want to steal anybody's apples. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You did. better not steal my apples. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I've got, I, they're, they're that freaking kid again to steal my damn apples. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I promise you a shorter show, and it is going to be. We're going to take a brief break, and we're going to be back in just a moment. So hang tight, because this is where things are going to get interesting. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening through the break there uh we're gonna we're gonna finish things up on well unfortunately we got to start off on a little bit of a somber note and i'm a bad news first kind of guy so uh lou i'm gonna let you talk a little bit about your your situation and what you i would say want to talk about but that's not accurate it's something you have to talk about so so tell us tell us what's going on in the world the world of lou um so this is going to be my temporary hopefully farewell show for a little while i'm gonna take a bit of a hiatus and excuse me focus on my health and things there just to try and get me back on track um a lot of you know and it's something i talk about pretty frequently in the show um that you know, about a decade ago, I was diagnosed with uh, misconnective tissue disease, lupus, and um, sort of a swath of autoimmune issues, and as well as um, finding out that I had a what they call medullary sponge kidney, which is a like a kind of a polycystic kidney, and so, but it wasn't at the time really affecting me. Um, and then recently I've been having some weird symptoms like fevers every single night for no reason (laughs) or seemingly no reason. Um, and just really, really tired. And obviously like I just woke up 
long enough to do this show and I'm going back to bed. <laughs> um, so they're still running some tests to figure out what's going on exactly. Um, but it looks like there's something going on with my kidneys. And so having a chronic kidney disease, um, I think we're looking at, you know, how like far it is and what we need to do from here. So it could just be as simple as, you know, switching up my diet and getting on some meds. Um, I, I don't anticipate dialysis or transplantation anytime soon. I'm still young. So um, hopefully that's not anywhere near where we're at, um, but we're still trying to figure it out. <clears throat> so I'm going to take some time to just focus on me and, you know, I, I still have to work every day. So my weekends are quite literally for sleeping now. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if we have a show on a day where I'm feeling good, I might pop in. So, or when we get things all squared away and get me back on track, um, I, I hope to be back and hopefully sooner rather than later. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a, a gut punch for you just medically and, and everything like that. And obviously the comments are coming in now and everybody's, everybody loves you. So now that I know we're going to lose like half of our viewers, of course, oh. basically the half, I was guessing three quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> next announcements probably needs to be that this is over. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, but I just, you know, Lou, obviously you are the best uh, lefty libertarian I could ask for. I I was so stoked when you offered because it, it's hard. I, I think I think here's the thing. It's not that left libertarians are worse. <laughs> I have a bigger collection of right libertarians that that are that are that were valid for the show. You know what I mean? Because there are so many I, I find that <laughs> of, of half the libertarians, you know, and, and this is probably true of half the far right libertarians as well. I have half of them blocked and I have the other half not blocked, but I find them somewhat tolerable. Uh, <laughs> especially Brian. No, I was kidding. gonna say if I fall into the tolerable <laughs> group now. <Right. laughs> and then you know, and terrible. and uh and then on the other hand, I you know, with the left libertarians, I find that some are just so antagonistic and angry and hostile. Um, towards right libertarians, they can't even entertain a conversation. I think that's the big one with kind of the the lefties. The right will talk to you, but the left feels kind of a more moral sense of if I'm talking with the enemy, I'm I'm giving them a platform, I'm doing something wrong, kind of thing. And so it's harder to find, you know, when when I when I wanted somebody when I want somebody to take these left libertarian positions, it's harder to find and to to find somebody that does it in a way that is empathetic, that is smart. That and, and you are you check all those boxes that I could possibly want. Um, you've been a phenomenal representative, just liberty in general. I mean, and, and to get away from the left right paradigm. I mean, you're just a great person. You you are a liberty oh, lover. Liberty. You are funny, yeah. and I I love the sense of humor is so important. And I think that that's part of the way forward in the libertarian strategy. And just I think the world is just a better place with you in it. And unfortunately, it seems like God's trying hard to get you off of it right now. And, <laughs> And I, I'm really hoping, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just really hoping that, that this is a speedy recovery. 
um, as quick as possible and that it's as painless as possible. I am having a fever. I think for me is something that happens like twice a year and I take like four ibuprofen and I'm done with it. And so I don't really ever have them. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have any pains, you know? And so like, whenever, like I hear about people in pain for anything longer than an hour, I'm like, boy, that sounds like the worst. Cause that never happens to me. And so when you're going through what you go through, and like you said, you've talked about it on the show and, 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 and this is an ongoing thing. It just, it's miserable. And the fact that you managed to keep a positive outlook and you still make time to do stuff like this, even though you probably should be getting rest. Exactly. I, I literally I, all day. I woke up this morning <laughs> at like 11 and had a cup of coffee and then I went back to bed and I woke up about eight. <laughs> I'm just going to know the death certificate's going to be like, and you know, those podcasts sure didn't help. And I'm going to be like, oh no, we killed her. <laughs> we killed her. Great. Podcasting is now a comorbidity. Is that what it is? Yeah. Actually, sure that, that is a really good, oh my God, we need to petition the AMA to get that included. Yes, he, he was yes. obese, and uh, he uh, drank a lot of pop, and oh yes, he was a podcaster. That's what did him in yeah. podcasting. Can't mix all three of those. Could have been sleeping <laughs> with podcasting instead. This is <laughs> comorbidity. Uh, anyhow, it is chronic, that's for sure. Uh, anyhow, Lou, it's just been phenomenal to have on your show, and obviously, speediest of recoveries. Um, for those who want to keep following Lou uh, more consistently and hear, hearing from her, Lou, where, where would you like them to find you? Um, mostly because I'm kind of a boomer and I haven't really transitioned to other social medias. Like I'm still on Facebook. Um, <laughs> that's mainly where I'm at. And I do have, I'm working on getting better about posting to Instagram and I got to go look and even see what my tag is. Cause I don't even know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, how funny. Um, well, mostly you can follow me at Joker Street Inc. I think. Hang on, I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, this is the tattoo oh. thing that we're getting. Right. Yeah. I don't like oh, my yeah. personal stuff. Like I don't do much on there. Um, at least on Instagram. So my personal page on Facebook, like it's pretty public, and I post a lot of updates there and you know, share funny stories and things like that um so but if if you want to follow like our tattoo stuff it's joker st dot ink is our instagram if you want to follow my tattoo journey joker st dot ink to follow the tats on instagram uh brian you want to say anything to lou before we move on or just uh, thank goodness the only libertarian worth her salt is leaving the show is that yeah, <laughs> pretty much it i mean you yeah. know i'm just i'm just tolerable at this point so I, I'm, I'm uh lou I, I it's been a pleasure you know bantering with you back and forth not only on here but elsewhere as well i i cannot think of a better foil to have on a lot of things and you've made me think and you've made me, you know, become prepared and I appreciate it. And I, I want you to get better and come back so that we can make Hody look silly again. Um, <laughs> that is the goal. Several the has happened several times, yeah. several times. Yeah. I got you two so, always predicting the future and me going, oh, yeah. my gosh, how did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> so it works. So it works. So get get well soon. I, I know you've got a fun road ahead of you, but um you know, Thank just, you. just you, you've got 
and good good vibes. And uh, if I see you panhandling out in front of the mall, I'll, I'll definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it, may, it would be for a kidney. Yeah. <laughs> Hit that black market for a new one. Um, change for a kidney? No. <laughs> um, you have to do it in the, in do it in the true, deep English accent. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in true Lou fashion, um, I'm going to predict the future one more time for the show. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine, and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, great, great. I agree. <laughs> That's a fantastic prediction. That one I will I will hold you to. And if you die, I'll just be pissed at you. I'll be like, you know what? She, was, she actually got a, a one significant prediction really wrong. Um, <laughs> bring that up at the eulogy. Oh, my God. Um, thank you. Oh, yeah. my God. This, this, this has gotten so dark. We have to laugh about it or else we'll cry. I know. <laughs> but you know, like, it's going to be me getting hit by a bus or something. Yeah, exactly. Totally <laughs> unrelated. I'm glad the doctor put me on that program that the experimental treatment. I feel great. Wow. Like, where the hell did that bus come from? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my beat God. cancer, but couldn't beat the seven o'clock to Toledo, unfortunately. <laughs> First of all, I disagree with you. No one would go to Toledo. Second of all, this is good, man. Uh, oh my gosh. All right. Well, this is a good segue into our. Uh, the, the next announcement, the positive news of this, and that is uh, it, it may or may not be positive news. I know a lot of you, and actually, especially for this show tonight, we're waiting. This is your Sunday nights. We are so grateful for you spending them with us. Um, and a lot of this is going to sound like, are you quitting the podcast? I want to assure you, I am having so much fun doing this. That is not the case. But having it consistently on one day of the week is becoming problematic for a lot of people's schedules. And for me to get the best right and left, I don't want just right and left libertarian voices, but also right and left libertarians that represent the particular issue that we are talking about. And so you're probably going to be seeing a lot more of the other co-hosts that we have um, and when we talk about issues, and you're probably going to see them on days that work well for them. So what we will do is uh, I will schedule it out as much as I can. Uh, a lot of times you're lucky to get like an hour worth of advance. I will try to schedule it out a couple of days in advance, if at all, you know, or as soon as I know. So if you're following our, our stuff, you can find it there. Of course, we're on all the podcasting platforms, so you'll see it get automatically updated there as well. Um, but we, you know, for me, I'm like some people mornings work better. Nights work better. Uh, I, I mean, I know for me, I like to say that I set my own schedule, you know, cause I'm a writer. I get to do my work when I want to, but I don't control when they release a big game on a Saturday and I have to get through it and write about it. And then, oh, crap, there's a show on Sunday. And so instead of staying up till four in the morning doing the show, it's probably better for me to just, hey, move the show to a different day. So what I'm basically saying is that the show is going to be a little more sporadic. And, and not at all, I don't want this to sound like it's going to be less frequent. Um, the show has never had more viewers. We've only done like one show this new year because, again, scheduling has been tough. Sickness has been tough on everybody. And that show freaking blew up like crazy. It was the inflation show. So I guess if there's a show that's going to blow up, it's going to be inflation. And I want, I'm glad that there is so much hunger for this. Uh, I know I pointed out to both of you, there was a poll where uh, somebody nominated us for their favorite podcast and several people voted for it. And thank you so much uh, to those of you who said that. 
we are not the best podcast, but I'm really glad you think that. And that <laughs> is really important to me. It really means a lot to me. I'm that starting to a... question the psychological stability of our viewers, but that's right. <laughs> we're so, you know, I, and so I, I, I hate to change the format for something that is working good, but the issue, it really is a matter of, and it's not, it doesn't even have to do with loose sickness. This is something I wanted to do in order to get the best product possible. Because sometimes I, I I go in the chat and I'm just like, hey, we got to talk tonight about something. And sometimes nothing happens. And then some days you guys have seen it when I have like five things that we want to talk about. And it's just like, I don't, some, some days are just slow weeks in news. Some days are big weeks. And I want to be able to just say, you know what, if it's slow and there's nothing worth talking about, I'm not going to take two hours of somebody's time to talk because I will talk about anything. <laughs> Even if it's just, you know, the 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 origin of the chicken crossing the road joke, you know, if that's what I got to do. It's part of being a podcast is hating dead air and just talking. And uh, I, I'm I will do that, but I'd rather stick to what matters most. I've always wanted this to be a very effective use of listeners time. Not that we haven't been that, but we usually sometimes reach for like what seems like the biggest issue as opposed to, hey, this is now a big deal. Let's talk about it. Let's hit it hard. And also, you know, and, and this happens. Sometimes I just happen to fall on the left of something or the right of something. Um, we've had instances in the show where all three of us have been in agreement on something. And not that I dislike those shows because I think it's good to show unity. But I do want to, as well as I can, represent the libertarians who aren't in the room. And I'd like to bring them in the room if I can. So some of these, when we talk about things like immigration. I want to be able to bring in a, maybe a stauncher borders libertarian so that you can actually hear their point of view so that I can absolutely smash to bits. That's that's the reason. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But you know, I, you'll be proud of me. Right? <laughs> that's, uh, you know, but that's just the way it is. And I'm lefter on that issue. And I'm certainly writer about, you know, economic freedoms. And, and that's just you know, that's just the way the show is. And that's okay. Um, that being said, I'm sure we'll get Lou in when she's feeling good. We'll get Brian in because he's just too smart to not have in, um, and, and really good at representing most sides. I think, I think all of us are, are Brian is one of those people who takes such pride in being, or I guess, I don't know if he takes pride in it, but he should in being educated on a position and, doing some research and citing something that I'm just like, wait, really? That makes me Google it. And that information, you know, I don't want to bring on people that aren't as educated on the issue that they're talking about. So that's just basically it. You're going to see maybe a little more variety in the hosts and you're going to be seeing a little less consistency in the scheduling. Please follow us on, you know, I will schedule these things ahead of time as much as I can. So you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, you can follow enemy of my enemy we're libertarians on Twitter. If you're following our YouTube, if you follow Twitch, you're going to see updates whenever we know that we're going to have a show. I will post it there and try to schedule it as best as I can because I do appreciate the live audience. Uh, your comments are great. Um, and, and that's a big part of the show. And we love, we love connecting with you all. Um, anybody else want to say any last things before we clock out here? No, uh, this has been fun. <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. Uh, this has been fun. Um, uh, the people that are listening, uh, obviously, it's going to be a few changes here. Uh, I am going to go learn how to uh, raise yaks in the Upper Sudan, so I may take a few weeks off. But um, other than that, uh, Lou, it's been an absolute pleasure. And Hody, um, as the tolerable 
person I, I look forward to talking to you maybe if I don't take you off. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't believe it was you that I called what an obtuse jerk. So I think we'll No, <laughs> I, think I don't think right. so. <laughs> that was somebody I else. That. <laughs> Not by you though. Yeah. <laughs> Is that better than being an acute jerk? Yes. Yeah. Equilateral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A right angle jerk. Whatever. Kind of the left, right, and center <laughs> jerks there. <laughs> Anyhow, some more well wishes for, for you there, uh, Lou. Mm -hmm. Everybody, thank you again so much for tuning in. We are going to be around again. Stay tuned. We'll catch you next time. Much kisses, and we will see you all later.